0: Welcome to the Innovate Engage podcast brought to you by NEIC Instructional Technology Department. The show where you can hear the innovative and engaging things your colleagues are doing in their
1: classroom. And now, here are your hosts, Lauren and Gabriel! Welcome to Episode 5 of the Innovate Engage podcast. How are you doing, Lauren?
2: I'm pretty good. I'm enjoying the sunshine in my own house. Nice. How are you doing, Gabriel?
1: I'm doing pretty good. It's been a while since we've actually seen each other in person. Every time I see you, it's through a computer screen. So it's yeah. things are different.
2: Yeah, it, things are really different from when we last recorded. I mean, obviously, people never see us when we record, but we are actually observing social distancing right now by recording remotely over Zoom. So that's fun. We wanted to bring you guys teachers who have shown tremendous growth and resilience in our new teaching and learning environment.
1: Yeah, this conversation is actually geared towards secondary, and we have another episode that is geared more towards elementary. We just happen to drop them both on the same day. This particular episode is about the impact distance learning has had on our teachers and students and how their experiences during distance learning will translate over to their physical classrooms. This is an interesting episode, actually, because Lauren, you're actually on the other side of the mic.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's really different. Um, We got to talk to Rebecca Clark. She is a fabulous teacher that I have the privilege of working with over at Eisenhower. She has such a fun personality. She's very joyful. And that really shines through in this conversation. We get to talk about um, really neat things like making dirt. You and Rebecca bonded over a mutual interest of making dirt. Random, (laughs) um, but cool. And also about her experience with distance learning and what she'll take back to the classroom with her.
1: She also shares how distance learning has impacted her students and how she's been able to reach them through these digital means. So, without further ado, here's the conversation with Lauren and Rebecca.
0: Okay, my name's Rebecca Clark, and I'm a teacher with Eisenhower Middle School. I've been at with Northeast for about 30 years total, but I started as a paraprofessional, worked my way up, worked my way up uh, for many years. Um, and I've been at Eisenhower most of the time. I think I was at Lee for four years as a paraprofessional. Um, I'm in special education. I'm a co-teacher with science, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And I love what I do. That's <laughs> me in a nutshell.
1: <laughs> All right. And Lauren, you're on the other side of this uh, microphone, the other side of the interview. So Lauren, if you would like to introduce yourself to the listeners out there.
2: Yeah, so fun. Um, so Lauren Snyder. Uh, usually the co-host of the podcast with Gabriel, but this time I am a guest, which is fun. And just a little background. So before I was in ITS, I taught 7th and 8th grade science, and then I taught 6th grade math. I have been in ITS, or an instructional technology specialist, for three years. And then I have been with Northeast for seven.
1: Cool. Well, nice. for those of you just tuning in, or maybe this is your first episode Remember, the premise of this show, the premise of this podcast is to highlight the collaborations that have been going on in the district between instructional technology specialists and the teachers and staff that they support. Now, this episode is a little bit different because it's, we're, we're actually recording this virtually through Zoom, I'm getting all the audio recordings through Zoom, and it's going to be a podcast episode. Just like any other episode, the only difference is we are practicing our social distancing and we are going to talk about distance learning and the experience that both Rebecca and Lauren have had collaborating virtually as opposed to being in a brick and mortar building. So so I guess my first question, oh, that sounds weird because usually it's our first question, Lauren, but my I first know. question to you and Rebecca is, uh, actually, I'm going to go Rebecca first. Okay. What has your distance learning experience been like so far? especially with all the experience that you have, and I am 100% positive, and this is your first time in any sort of situation like this, right?
0: Oh, yes. As far as teaching, yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm very much a hands-on teacher and learner, and I like to show kids things uh, with my hands or get little pieces of things to demonstrate kind of off the fly, off the cuff, that help Help them to understand things better. So this this really has been a big change, a big difference for me. Um, I like it. It's uh, I I was unsure at first. I was a little nervous about how this was going to work. Um, so I the first part of it I took a lot of um, classes, I guess, from you guys on how to do things because I've done things some of these things before, but never. Uh, and in this depth, um, like using Google Classroom and Ed Puzzle and things like that. I, as a co-teacher, I'm I get to see a lot of this, uh, these different programs used in the classroom. But I'm never the one that kind of puts them together for the learner that needs it just a little bit tweaked. So, um, I think in the beginning, for me, it was process of learning myself and sometimes we get a little bit nervous about that and, and scared about these new things we've got to do and learn. But I, I just, I hit it gung ho and loved it. Um, it took, I, I decided that I needed to kind of take the information and just focus on two to three things that I think I could bring to my kids and help them out.
1: And how has, uh, how has that been with Lauren by your side virtually? Well, I'm going to help you out.
0: I, she's amazing because I will, I like to think outside the box, but sometimes I feel like I'm a floating in the air, like going way too far outside the box and Lauren's Lauren will kind of pull me back in. Never, you know, never shuts down my idea, but says, how do you want to do that? Just, just like a a teacher with kids, you know, but she's doing it with adults, which I think is actually a little harder sometimes. (laughs) But she does a great job, and then we kind of focus on on the meat or the the veggies of the idea, and um, together we can collaborate and come up with not only the idea but the process and how that's going to work.
2: And just a, a clarifying statement: there, she changed it from meat to veggies because she's a vegetarian, yeah. so she doesn't actually <laughs> eat meat.
0: Yeah, I
1: don't know why I said meat. That's terrible. <laughs> Oh, it sounds so like your inner your inner carnivore is coming out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Never.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> well uh, yeah. Rebecca, if you don't mind uh, letting us know what what are some of those classes that you took at the beginning of this distance learning push?
0: So I did. Uh, for my preference, I I really like to follow. I followed the recorded webinars, and I like that process of watching the recorded webinars because there are pieces you know I'm not technology is not brand new to me so I do know some things in technology so there's pieces within those webinars that I already know and I can move forward to like let's say google slides I had no idea that you could make those master slides in google slides to focus um, the background to be more permanent so kids didn't adjust that part of it. And then you could drop in those um, tech boxes and change the color and things like that. I had no idea. I I never really took the time to do that. And I'm sure people out there do that all the time. But it was something new for me. But because I was able to watch it on a webinar, I can go back. And while I was actually making, I've made a bunch of those um, Google slide Uh, Lessons for my kids. I know exactly where to find them on your websites and I can go back to them and go right to the point where I needed to uh, Remember which what to click what not to click and it's been so helpful. So for me, those webinars are the best part. Um, I also like I've been been collaborating with my science uh, team and with Lauren and we're working on a project that's coming up at the end of the semester. And you know, there's stages, we are doing it in stages. So we start out with the ideas in the beginning and we're doing that, um, what were you using Lauren? We're not using Zoom, we were using Google Chat or something I
2: think. Oh, the Google Google Meet?
0: Yeah, Google Meet. And that's good too because it's two different ways of meeting um, through distance learning. And I think that's helpful too because it gives you another outlet to use. But anyway, so we we meet, we discuss ideas, we meet again, since we have the ideas, and then, you know, we continue to meet so that we can focus on what we need to do.
1: You want to talk a little bit more about that project, Lauren?
2: Yeah, well, so she brought up a couple things. One of the things was um, interactive lessons with Google Slides. And that was a webinar series that um, Erin Valdez and myself had done. It was a beyond the doc series. And the first one was engaging your students, you know, creating interactive lessons for your kids for distance learning through Google slides. And then the next one in the series was differentiating. Um, And so both of the projects that Rebecca's referencing is based off of things she learned in those webinars or in those courses. And so The first one, you know, she was talking about master slides and just learning how you could put a a placeholder text box on the master slide and kids could click to enter text in a box so that it was real easy for kids to understand, you know, this is where responses were required. And it was more than just a worksheet or a PDF. It was an interactive lesson through Google Slides. And it, it was really cool to see how she just took hold of it. And like one really neat thing about Rebecca is once she has an idea, even if the idea is not perfect, she goes for it. And that's so important because so many people wait until they think things are perfect. They think it has to be perfect or they have to have it figured Mm -hmm. out completely before they move forward. And she just doesn't. And as a result, she gets a lot done and her kids really benefit.
0: Well, and you know what else, Lauren, to jump in on that? I, I feel like During the school year, as much as I love being with my kids, and I do, I I think that distance learning has provided that time for me, if that makes sense. It's not Mm -hmm. that I want to be away with my students because I really miss them a lot, and I miss that interaction. But somehow this is giving me a little bit of more time. Like, I, I don't work just, you know... Uh, s- 7 to 4 whatever that is I I worked through the night the other day I was up to like 1 in the morning working on a project that I had I really wanted to do and finish and um, mm-hmm. and the outcome of the project was short and small but but it worked it, and again Lauren helped me with it it was a video for um Earth Day which I felt like was important for my kids to know through science you know and it was fun, and I used an, a new um, video idea, video maker thing t- to do it. And I was a little nervous at first, but it came out great. And then I could make my own, you know, thanks to Lauren showing me these different ideas. So I really appreciate that.
2: Yay! Yeah, and 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 that's kind of like I was saying. She just goes for it. Like, she, had you ever made videos before, Rebecca?
0: Well, I think I did. Once or twice, but, you know, just, they were um, kind of how-to videos, and they were, I want to say, maybe not very many, and then a few of my own personal, but nothing nothing like this, nothing that really meant something, nothing that kids could, could really learn from and, and see, you know, that there are other ways that we can create dirt and um, other ways to recycle old food and things like that. Nothing that really stuck out the way this video did which i thought was really interesting so Mm
1: -hmm. you you made like instructional videos however this one has substance and something that they can really sink their teeth
0: yeah yeah and not only that it's how we live my husband and i our family we we recycle i mean we're not crazy about it but we we're enough that it it means a lot to both of us so we we make our own dirt and we did the process on this video showing, you know, I did different clips and then pieced them together, and it was how you can take old food, old uh, leaves, and and run them through a chipper, and, you know, uh, I'm sure some of my kids did not know what a chipper was, and I could show them these things and how they, you can um, help the planet by just putting these things together and creating your own dirt and the whole process through that. And it was, it was fun. It was different, a different way of teaching. And here's the big thing that Lauren and I talked about too, is kids, kids aren't going to sit through, you know, 20 minutes of instructional videos. It's a short little clip. It ended up being, I think maybe two minutes, less than two minutes tops, but I was able to put that in through my Google classroom with questions. Um, Some of them, were open-ended questions where they had to kind of give me their ideas. Um, And it worked out great. I loved it.
1: Wow. I honestly, side note, I'd love to see that video because I love to make my own dirt as well. Sure. Um, Yeah. I have another (laughs) question for you.
2: Things that you guys have in common. Yeah. (laughs) I'll both love to make dirt. Dirt.
1: I'd love to make my own dirt. Yeah. Um, How has distance learning changed the way you view technology integration, at least in your classroom?
0: Well, I I took note of that, um, that I'm not afraid. And I I don't mean afraid of technology, but I mean afraid of using it. Um, We go through a lot of trainings, and there's so much out there that you can use. And then it becomes overwhelming. And I'm sure that it'll still become overwhelming sometimes, but I think it's good to learn these, do, these different outlets, different ways, you know, Nearpod, um, Edpuzzle, um, just h- how to post things in YouTube differently, you know, um, and then kind of pull back and focus on a few at a time until you get better at that. And the big thing is that I think that kids are the ones, they, they are really into technology, of course. I mean, they spend sometimes too much time on technology. So if you can figure out a way to incorporate learning with the with using technology, I think you can kind of bring it together for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, whether it's teaching from home or in the classroom, right?
0: Yeah. And you and I think you can teach in the classroom using more technology as well. There there are all kinds of different learners. Some are very outgoing and, you know, and And I know that sometimes I'm too outgoing and loud for some of my kids and they prefer (laughs) to be on the, I mean, they've told me they prefer to be on the Chromebook and that's okay too. And that's not going to be an everyday thing, but I think there's ways of getting the information and the teaks and whatever you need to do. And you could get it to those students who need it, just a different way of learning.
1: Interesting. So you took a lot of courses with us. Number one, thank you. Uh, (laughs) yeah thank you (laughs) you're using it in your classroom you're you're getting assistance from lauren it sounds like you have a true growth mindset especially with that statement that you said earlier that you're you're not afraid of using technology you're not afraid Mm -mm. of it but yeah it can be overwhelming and at times lauren you and i we kind of serve as uh filters to filter all that static out and focus on one or two things. And, and Lauren, you, I, if I ever have a Google Slides question, I go to you because you you are uh, a Google Slides queen in my I, I love it, yeah. I won't say the Google Slides queen. <laughs> there are multiple queens out there um, right. and, kings, and kings, but you I definitely look up to in that. So you, you've done a, a lot of uh, uh, assistance and coaching and that with, with Rebecca, it sounds like. And I'm really curious to see this project.
0: Well, you know, with, with Lauren's help, maybe I'll become a Google Slides princess. Oh,
1: <laughs> or a Google certified educator. I <gasps> oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I would <so>. love that.
2: <laughs> Gabriel. I mean, Gabriel is the person to talk to about that. He runs those cohorts.
1: Yeah. That would uh, be awesome. Chad Belford, Maria Garcia, and myself, we run those cohorts and We've got a lot of Google certified educators on board and uh, we're always looking for more. So oh, that's <laughs> yeah. great. now um, we we've heard you talk about the impact that it's had on you. Now that quite possibly the most important is what impact has this had on your students that you have been able to see in this virtual environment?
0: Well, I can tell you, I have a, uh, another um, co-teacher, another teacher that I work with um, Holly Greenston and she's, she's really outgoing and and really has a different kind of group of kids. And some of those kids, you know, we haven't been able to see them. Um, I know we do Zoom meetings and things like that, but it's a little different. And I can tell you that she she was running um, one of my lessons and the kids, she said two of her kids just got so excited because they could hear my voice and they didn't even I wasn't even on the video that I made, but my husband was, but they could hear my voice and they got excited about it and they are learning. Um, like right now we do, we're doing a, a lesson on, on a Texas park and actually Guadalupe state park. And they're learning things about parks and, you know, there's sometimes city kids don't have a chance to get out to these places, but it's something that they can see outside the box of the classroom, you know, and, Um, they, they can have more time to do their assignments. They can focus in on what they need and then they can ask questions quickly, you know, um, especially using Google because they can ask uh, a quick question and then we can get back to them right away or get back to them as soon as we can. And sometimes I think two kids can be shy and they don't want to raise their hand and ask questions in class, but they might have a question and this is a good way to, uh, for them to ask us.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: Can I chime in here?
1: Mm, all right, go ahead.
2: Of course. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want advice on Google Slides, Gabriel.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um,
2: so anyway, I you, you asked Rebecca about the impact this has had on her students, and it's been interesting getting to see this kind of from an outside perspective. Um, you know, the, the instructional technology specialist role is interesting in that we, we belong to a campus and at the, same, at the same time, we do not belong to any campus. And oh, yeah. So we are kind of in and out and we get to watch things happen while we're not always directly involved. And so while I have not been directly involved in things with um, Rebecca's students or with the eighth grade science team students, I do get to hear from the teachers about ways it has impacted their students. For example, um, you know, Rebecca started posting her videos on YouTube and a kid subscribed. And as soon as they subscribed, she sent me an email and she was like, Oh my gosh, look, we're reaching them, you know, because that's where oh, they yeah. are.
0: Yeah. And we hadn't heard from this kid in a while and he's like, hi. <laughs> yes. But on YouTube. On YouTube. You're absolutely right hmm. And so
2: it's just this interesting thing to see of the teachers are kind of being um, their hands are being forced a little bit, they're kind of having to go to these places that they wouldn't normally go. And not mm-hmm. necessarily that they don't want to go. But like Rebecca said, during the school year, it can be a challenge to find the time to learn the new platforms. And right now they yeah. it's almost like they don't really have a choice, they have to do it. And, and it's been really beneficial. I think, for the kids and for the teachers, you know, and and shout out to the whole eighth grade science team at Eisenhower. I'm going to name some Yay. names. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Shannon Sabatelli, Molly John, Sunny Perez, and of course, Rebecca Clark. Oh. But they are just a phenomenal team and they work so well together and they're a joy to plan with. And I mean, so she talked about how they're doing this state parks project thing for their ecology unit and once that finishes they are literally doing learning menus with their kids for the remainder Mm -hmm. of the year allowing their students choice in how they demonstrate the understanding of the topics that they've learned this year and every decision they make is literally with the student's best interest in mind yeah and and what they want right and so you know just trying to reach their kids and thinking about their kids' specific needs and their interests. And so while I while those things haven't necessarily happened yet, because they're still in the planning and creating stages of those learning menus, and they have yet to roll out to the kids, there is no doubt in my mind that this is going to be wildly successful with the kids and is going to have a really positive impact on not just their distance learning experience, but I think their learning experience overall.
1: Yeah. And we can actually mm. get the word learning out of there and their experience, their human experience. Right. It really is. Oh, true. true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So my, my you, big plan
0: is to do a wrap up video of um, the eighth graders. Cause I, I'll, I do a lot of, um, I'll capture some experiments that we're doing in class and, and mostly they're Shannon Savitelli. So another shout out to her and I'll do them on Snapchat and things like that. And I just, collect them because they're really funny and or they're very animated or they're good for kids to see again. So my idea is to do this kind of wrap up video of the end of the year and post it too. So that now, the kids can see what they did all year long.
1: You know. Are you saying a wrap up with a W or with an R?
2: With Clark, you never know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> she is known to, see... to
2: spontaneously erupt into rap.
1: I would love to see a wrap-up W. Oh. a wrap up R wrap.
0: I did we did we did pull out that song from the Fabulous Thunderbirds. Wrap it up. I'll take
1: it. <laughs> now you did mention something earlier that a lot of times students are shy and timid to raise their hand in the classroom, but you were able to reach them through the means of YouTube. That yeah. speaks volumes right there. Yeah. It yeah, really it
0: does. really does. Yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to kind of do a little wrap-up. Hey, I hey wrap it wrap. up. Um, <laughs> what <with> you there. <yo-yo. laughs> oh, man. Uh, how do you think this is going to change the way you teach when we get back to, quote, you know, the normal?
0: Yeah, I, I don't... We were just talking about that kind of earlier, and I... Because I ask people's opinions about that, too, and I, I know that it's going to it's going to change a little bit of what I, I do for sure. And, you know, sometimes we have those huge classes, you know, and there are some learners that just, they need a little bit, they need things tweaked, you know, modified and accommodated, whatever we need to do not. And I think that it's important. we, that we really focus on adjusting how we're going to teach. And then I, and I know that some kids are really, we're going to, reach them better with using technology. Whatever those pieces may be, you know, um, I know Google. I love Google. I mean, I, I, that's what I use personally too. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really into learning different new ideas on how to reach my kids, uh, continuously growing with that. And I love the idea of lear- of choice boards or learning, learning uh, what do we call them? Lauren. See, I already forgot Learning the name. Menus. Learning, Learning menus. menus. <laughs> <laughs> They're the same uh, thing. It's all the same weird. thing. Right. But I like that idea um, of letting the kids decide how, how they want to learn the materials.
1: Um, yeah. I'm a big, um, I'm a big believer and pusher, if you want to call that a term, of yeah. student choice <laughs> or student voice through student choice.
0: Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Student voice. Mm-hmm. Through student choice. And I think mm-hmm. maybe on the beginning side it might be a little bit, little bit more work for us, or not more work, but like how is it going to look? How are you going to do it? But then you guys, seriously, you guys have provided so much information and so many ways to help us. And then the ITS is like Lauren and other people too. All you got to do is just reach out to you guys. And and I, when I say reach out to you guys, it's just not about teacher choice hours and stuff like that. I'm talking about real, true technology curriculum and how to build it in with your own science curriculum. That's the most important part to help teach these kids what they need.
1: I, uh, I have to go get a piece of tissue. Hold on. That was beautiful. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wow. So Rebecca, you, it looks like you're doing great things in your classroom. You're working with Lauren, Um, in conjunction with your science department and everything that you guys Mm -hmm. are doing together to reach these students in these times and you're not forgetting the human element the human factor which is quite possibly the most important oh yeah that we have to to remember um so my i tip my hat to you to you and lauren for working in conjunction on these great things i still want to see that video about dirt because I'm very I'm going to send it to you. Absolutely. I think
0: actually uh Leba, uh Miss Laba, our um, tech person at at um, Eisenhower she posted it on our on our i Twitter
1: account uh, to too. D- definitely check that
0: out. Yeah, I'll send it to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and um I think the most important word. I correct me if I'm if you guys believe that I'm incorrect, but I think the most important word that was uh that you guys addressed is adjust. When we mm-hmm. go back to teaching, oh yeah, that's it. You said um, we are going to have to adjust. There are students who need things adjusted to them, and what a what a way to learn how to adjust. Then teaching yeah. at home, right. Yeah,
2: Agreed. and you know, I would like to to piggyback on that. You were talking about adjusting, and I think it's important. I think a lot of us are kind of wondering, you know, what is it going to look like when we go back, and I think it's important um, that we that we go back. Determined for things not to look the way they did before, Mm -hmm. um, or at least not exactly the way they did before. That doesn't mean that everything needs to get thrown out and we need to do everything differently, but I don't think things can continue the way that they were before distance learning. But also at the same time, going back, they're not going back to a a physical classroom, things are not going to be exactly as they are now either. So there's going to be that adjustment period of finding a balance. Of what was good from before and what's good from now, and then blending them together into something that really just benefits the students and the teachers all at once.
1: Sure, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Hey, uh, correction. Uh, sorry, the okay. the video that was posted on on our Twitter account wasn't. It was the um, uh, Earth Day video, but okay. I will send you both of them.
1: <laughs> Sounds <laughs> sorry. good. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Well, thank you very much, Rebecca, for agreeing to chat with us, with Lauren and I. Uh, Lauren, thank you for stepping away and jumping on the other side of the conversation
0: and yes.
1: showcasing the great things that are going on at Eisenhower Middle School with uh, between you and Rebecca Clark.
0: Awesome. And thank you.
2: If I may, if I may, you know, I did a shout out for the, the eighth grade science team as a whole because they really are incredible. But Rebecca Clark also called out a teacher, um, Holly Greenston, who works at Eisenhower as well. And she's another teacher who has really just stepped up her game. Oh Um, yeah,
0: 100%. She
2: she and I have worked together quite a bit during distance learning as well. And um, she has just made some stellar YouTube videos that, Mm -hmm. I mean, like just, they blow my mind how good they are. Yeah, it's like
0: taking care of yourself kind of videos, you know, things you can do to, I don't to take care of yourself during this time.
2: Yeah. How to not be bored, how to be productive, yeah. how to manage your time. I mean, her video on managing time and getting your tasks done. I was like, this is groundbreaking. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to use it for myself. Yeah. It was so good. And she, at the beginning of the year, um, she had a lot of anxiety when it came to creating videos. She they had to create a video um, like a, a welcome video for students Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the school year. And she had so much anxiety around that. And now she's making videos like she's been doing it for years. And it's just really Mm -hmm. cool to see how these teachers are stepping into these roles. And I know that it's not just the eighth grade science team and, and Holly at Eisenhower, like there's teachers all over the district that are doing this. So I mean, we tip our
1: hats to you guys. Y'all are absolutely
2: right. It's
0: it's great that you can collaborate with you guys, with a teacher, and then the teachers can collaborate with each other. It's it's just wonderful how it all works out.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, you know, who knows when we when we'll be in the same building again. You know, it'll be in the, probably next fall, but um, let's just keep pushing forward, keep learning, having that growth mindset and yeah, doing what we need to for these students. So Thank you very much, both of you, uh, for taking the time to discuss this. And be safe.
2: All right, you too, Gabriel. Thank you. Thank you.
1: So there you have it, our distance learning episode featuring Rebecca and Lauren. Rebecca and the teachers at Eisenhower are just some of the teachers who have embraced the changes that have come with distance learning and are making the best of it for themselves and their students.
2: And I think Gabriel and I speak for... A lot of people, when we say we are so inspired by the teachers that have really just taken the bull by the horns and have gotten outside of their comfort zone to really reach and engage their students in uncharted waters. We'd like to tip our hats to all of you educators in our district. You are meeting the academic, social, and emotional needs of our students during these really uncertain times. So thank you, and continue being great and collaborating with your instructional technology specialists to keep innovating instruction and engaging our students.
1: Be sure to catch part two, where we talk to teacher Kristen Foreman and ITS Kathy Hurlbert about distance learning in elementary. And remember, stay safe, keep learning, and do not forget to take care of yourself. Catch you guys next time.
2: Bye.